What's happening, everybody? Gates International is back. Olympiacos closes out the beginning of the season. Three wins in three games in the Greek Super League. Plus, we are in the Europa League group stage. A perfect start for the rebuild. It couldn't have gotten any better than this, and we are super excited. I am excited to talk about it, and I am joined by a very special guest. This is Dimitri Quimsidis. He is the overnight editor for the Daily Star, and he is actually based here in the United States. Dimitri, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me, Adi. No problem, not at all. Guys, before we get started, check in in the comments. Some of you are doing it already. Don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe if you don't do it already. These engagements are how we disseminate the channel around the world. This is how we grow the red and white community. So hit that like button. Costs you nothing. Takes about two seconds. Go ahead and do it now. And if you do want to continue to support us, uh, some of you have already. In fact, we have a few new patrons that we are going to shout out today. But you can support us on Patreon. We have some extra content there. You get early access to scouting reports. And we have some very special interviews lined up, not in the realm of Olympiacos, outside of Olympiacos. Our first interview is going to be with the ex-president of Huracan, the club that we just purchased Santiago SF from. So it's going to be a very fun interview. And you can check all of that out on patreon.com slash gate7international. And we would like to thank our newest patrons, Iraklis Korosoglu, Alexandros Georgis, Charlotte Patterson, and Stefanos Doris. Thank you for becoming our newest patrons. Now, Dimitri, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about the shellacking that happened today. For nothing, Olympiacos bulldoze over La Mia at home. The Karaskaki is becoming a fortress again. What were your first thoughts on the match? It was a good one. A lot of great performances, especially from Gosas Fortunis, Masuras, at the very least in the beginning, played a decent game, and uh, Kini as well. What were your thoughts on the match? Um, I'm really pleased. It looked, it looks healthy. It looks beautiful at the moment, um, especially in combination with the last two European games. It, it just looks like the team is moving forward in my opinion and is sort of getting into the ideology of what the manager wants and it, it just they look happy they look healthy they look together and they just seem to be getting like well adjusted with playing with each other so it honestly couldn't have wished for anything better at this moment in time absolutely and a lot the comments are already rolling in fortunis is at the top of a bunch of them uh, thank you guys for checking in and let's just start. Well, we can start right away with Fortunis before we get into some more, maybe discussing match tactics, whatever. It was a masterclass. He on sofa score, they gave him a 9.8 out of 10. I have never seen in the Greek league, a player get this high of a score since I've been using sofa score at least. So extremely, extremely great performance from him. a goal and two assists. That's eight goal contributions in seven matches for Costa. A day after he announced his retirement from the national team. So he is he may be done with Greece, but he's certainly not done with the Lubyakos, and the performances absolutely show that. No, I agree. It was um I was actually saying this on Thursday as well for the Europa League game. And today I was just like when did we sign? Like, it's going to sound ridiculous, but when did we sign Messi? Like, the way he was playing was right. just so. It's like he didn't have a care in the world. He'd get the ball, just zigzag in and out, dish it wherever he wanted, shoot whenever he wanted. He just looked 
just beautiful, so at peace, like the ball just yeah. did everything he wanted it to do. And I don't know, I can't say that it's like a shock because we've always known that he's had quality and you can't exactly say that it's because he stopped playing for the Greek national team now that he's announced it. So he's either playing more free-flowing or uh, he wants to prove a point to 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 the people in charge of the national team or anything like that because he started the season well. So it's not just right. like he woke up this morning and went, you know what, now that I'm done with the national team, I'm going to show you what you guys are missing out. It's, it's not like that. So he's been he's been great all season so far. Um, he's honestly, if he if he stays injury-free and carries on playing like this, he's, I, I wouldn't take him out ever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, bring him off he's he's brilliant he has been and and today it, he's involved in, in so many things he could have had another assist that really early chance with pep biel the the interplay between yeah. the two of them uh and pep biel just kind of skies it then he hits the post at 1.2 i mean if he he scores that goal or gets the assist for pep biel he probably does get a 10 uh to be honest with you i mean he he was something else today um at one point, he had over 110 touches uh, in the match, and it was like still 15 minutes, at least 15, 20 minutes before the end of the match. Um, I can pull up the data that I have here, but I mean, 100, I don't think I've seen a match where he's touched the ball that much. He was everywhere. I think, I think, I think what um, managers told him is basically play wherever you want. He's sort of given him that freedom to just go where the ball is and, and create – um, and not necessarily be stuck on the wings. There was a lot of time you'd I'd, I'd, you'd see him come cut inside, link up the play. So that freedom, I think, helps him not just play better, but also be happier. And that's why you see him not just touch the ball that much, but the way it was, it was great. It was great play. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Well, we've seen a lot so far this season. Diego Martinez changes and switches the wings constantly. He switches who's the 10. Um, we see it. Yeah, with BL all as well. the time. He does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um I, I don't think we're gonna see a lot of stagnant positions one way or another, whether it's with Costa, whether it's Pep Biel, or whether it's Masuras. Uh he's 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 gonna be moving people around constantly. And uh, you know, we are uh seven minutes in here. But we're joined now by Costa as well. Perfect timing because we've all given, you know, both Dimitri and I have given kind of our early thoughts. We're talking about Costa. Costa, talk about your namesake. Masterclass today, 9.8, as I said earlier, on sofa score. Goal and two assists. Could have had another assist if Pep BL scores. Could have scored if he didn't hit the post. Tell me, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on Costa. Tell me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, first of all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from. Uh, good to be back on the show. Um, I heard you talking about Costa a little bit already. I mean, <clears throat> we know that he can he can do it against Lamia, kind of the the lower, let's say the lesser teams in the league. And I don't mean to throw cold water on the party, but like we know he can he can do those things. It's great to see him have that confidence to drive at opponents and i mean he had a yeah he had a fantastic game you said sofa school gave him a 9.8 and um you know it was an almost almost the perfect game you said he he hit the post it was nice uh, nice interplay i don't i don't really want to focus on on one person but 
But if you think back to the whole situation with Costa last season, in particular, the way he was treated by the previous manager at the time, I mean, you could say Martins learned to play without Fortunis because he had those two big injuries. Uh, he insisted on playing Agibu Kamara at the 10, and a lot of people were, you know, pointing the finger now and saying, you know, how the hell did we mess this up? But but look, I'm I'm happy for Fortunis. Um, this is a player as well. Don't forget whose contract is running out next year. So he's yep. he has that extra motivation as well. I think um, the Saudi market doesn't close until the 20th of September. So that's always a possibility as long as the market's open in Saudi Arabia. Um, there's talk of them offering two and a half million a year for three years. We don't know what Olibiagos is offering, but um, you just hope that Costa can carry this through against the better opponents in European games. Uh, and, you know, there are tough games coming up in the Greek league, no less. Uh, Ajax is the next game that we have. So, you know, long may it continue. And it's great to see him not only contributing offensively, but I think, you know, we saw him tracking back, uh, making tackles, things we haven't, things we don't really, you know, attribute to Costa, like the defensive side of things. So, you know, credit where credit's due. Um, happy for him. Of course, he's... He's a fan favourite. We heard the, the the crowd chanting his name as well. Uh, I think after, what was it? I think the last goal uh, where he made the assist to El Kabi. So so good on him and, and long may it continue. Now you brought up, you know, there's more names, more things we have to discuss besides Costa. And you're absolutely right. Now, maybe I'm a little bit more concerned about this than I should be. Maybe, you know, because it was it was La Mia. Maybe we were a little bit caught too forward, but I I we did get caught a few times, especially in the first fifteen minutes of the game. Um, La Mia had some pretty scary transitions that cut right through us. Now, in the end, did they have the most dangerous of opportunities? No, they probably had maybe a couple that were within twenty five meters. But I was concerned especially with how they were able to break through us. And then they almost had a goal. We were fortunate it was called off sides. Uh, and we were, our defense was split straight through. Do you, either of you, Dimitri, we'll start with you, have any concerns about the, I'll say, about the vulnerability of our back line? Costa, we've talked before about how for all of us, you know, Retos is clearly our, our number one CB, but then nobody else really on the team gives us a lot of confidence as his partner. And we saw with Ndoy today something similar. Then Heze replaces, or Heze, sorry, Frere replaces Retos. And it also doesn't look entirely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sturdy. That's the center back pairing. The second Retos is not available. It's almost. It's almost like it's it, it can be open season on our back line. Dimitri, what do you what do you think about this? Are you concerned about the the vulnerability we saw in transition from La Mia today? And are you concerned about the center back pairing? So first of all, uh, I actually want to give props to La Mia. They were especially Carlitos. I thought he was he was he was really good. 
actually. Uh, he got he got in uh, got in a couple of fights with Retzos, I think, with Camara at one point as well. But he was he was a really nice player to watch, and he nearly scored as well. And it was yeah, Lemire were actually better than um, the serving Kuku Chuchurit. Oh, I can't pronounce it. The serving team we <laughs> that we played on on Thursday. Um, I thought they played better than them. To be fair, um, I, I was actually surprised. So it's not like we were playing against a horrible team. I think I think they're right. going to do well this season. Um, now defensively, I my biggest issue defensively today, both I saw in the first 10, 15 minutes, like we said, but also there was a period in the second half towards the end around the 70th minute. My issue was more with the midfield, leaving the defense really exposed, especially that substitution when um, Alessandropoulos came in. Like, I, I remember just realized, I just went, oh my God, they've, they've stolen the ball off him twice. And now they threw on goal about two or three times. Like, yes, I know we're 3-0 up. Everyone's sort of just going through the motions. We're going to win. But like, you've got to care. You, I mean, just keep some sort of cohesive unit when, when that second like unit of midfield comes in. So it wasn't just the defence that had me a little bit worried. It was that number six position. What was going on there? It just looked like open season. Now, defensively, I agree. Retzos is the only one that sort of is a shoo-in to start. Um, between Doi and Freire, I mean, it's still, it's still early. Freire is new and Doi is young. You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, Freire had... I'm, 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 I'm not that worried. Um a couple of European games, Freire had, uh, I think, the first game against Genk, if I remember correctly, where I just watched and I went, oh, wow. Yeah, that's I'm, this is decent. I'm happy with this. Um, so you just got to give it a bit more time. I'm not necessarily worried, as I said, as of yet. But maybe down the line, if he hasn't figured out who he's going to be playing and if if the uncertainty continues, then it will be a problem. But because of all the, because of all the new signings, and because Martinez doesn't actually know his best lineup at the back, I've got faith. I'm not really worried yet. Costa. Costa, you're on mute, buddy. Oh. Yeah, I tend. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> I tend to agree with a lot of what Dimitri said. I think it's not just about the back line. I think today there was a lot of moments, particularly in the first 20 minutes, where we were a bit overconfident or, you know, and I said, I don't want to single out players, but I'm going to single out Madi Kamara because Madi Kamara knows what it is to play in the Greek league. And I think there are those kinds of players who think that we can walk these games and that we don't need to be a hundred percent concentrated from the first minute until the referee blows the whistle to end the game. And that can cost you. And if you're not, consistent in how you know you how you're concentrated on the game then that can cost you in the bigger game so you know I think that was a little bit of a wake-up call uh I think he he kind of put it up a notch a little bit after <clears throat> after the first 20 you know we scored the goal and things kind of set, settled down and he got better but I I felt like Maddy in particular was just playing below 50 percent of his ability and yeah. and also you know today we played with Kinney at right back for the first time Ortega made his debut um I thought that Ortega looked a bit out of place at time and that's absolutely normal 
when he's only been in town for maybe maybe under a week yeah you know and he's been thrown into the game he started and it's normal like he got caught up the field a few times and you know the ball's just gone out in transition and no one's there and Doi and Areto are kind of scrambling to to fix it but um I think it's normal at this stage like Olympiacos is far from finished product um and also like like Dimitri said Lamia's first couple of games in the league I think they won both games or like they've had a good start they, they were never behind the first right. that goal conceded against us today was the first time they were actually behind in the league so far this season so yep. you know cred, credit to them as well uh you know we, we we made light work of it at the end if you look at the you look at the final score you think you know we've just pissed all over them all game but no, there were a few scares in the first half in in particular. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of, if I may, I want to take a step back as well because, you know, Ari, you mentioned we're going into the international break now and I kind of want to also think back to where we were a year ago because, like, we've gone from, we've gone from being a complete train wreck to actually being put back on the rails, so to speak, by the two Spaniards. And I think like it, it is the moment to kind of say this now because it is the perfect start to the campaign with the Europa League football secured. That's going to be a huge challenge for us, I think. And three out of three in Greece. Um, you know, we were a team last year where every game we went out in Europe in particular... I won't say, you know, we feared for our lives, but you know, we, we we went into those games and it was it was depressing. Like it was a depressing year and the Spaniards have put us back on track. Uh I think it's time for us to, you know, say good job. Uh they they deserve some some applauds. It, it it's not an easy job, like it's not an easy achievement like what they've managed to do particularly yeah. getting past that genk side with essentially no transfers, just Kinney and Ibora coming in. And Kinney, by the way, um, I have to say, an early stage looks to me like transfer of the season so far. Yeah. Uh, just just early on, like I, I love everything about him. Can play left, ba left back, right back, the same. But it yep. doesn't matter if he's on the left or the right. You, you actually watch him. If, if you don't know him and you see him playing... On either side, you're like, you know, what's his best position? Because he plays just as well on the left as he does on the right. So, you know, lots of positives. Um, the manager's already, like, so early on. It's the 3rd of September, and I wasn't expecting to see already combinations and, you know, automatismos on the pitch so early like we didn't see anything like that last season and yeah Not it was a train wreck we changed three managers or four i can't remember um but you know that's really positive and the team it has an identity like we know things about you know if somebody asks us some we're going to play other european teams we're going to talk to other you know people from other clubs and like, okay tell us about your team so like, you can say some things about this team now the way we play, uh, you know, the, the attackers play behind the striker. They change positions all the time. Uh, Masuras has this new role. Um, Fortunis is playing 
playing wide. Biel is getting into the box, uh, creating chances. Uh, you know, Hesse in the midfield, he was terrific in the first half. He was running for Camara as well. The amount of times I think he he stopped uh, Lamia in the box. Yep. Like interceptions, tackles. He was brilliant, and um, and the wing backs too. Like it's the first sight. It's the first time we're seeing inverted runs, not just overlaps. I like see we see the the wing backs going in. Yeah, Ortega was playing in midfield sometimes. Like he oh inside yeah. play that Trent yeah. Alexander Arnold role. Exactly, it was very similar. Like I forgot that he was a left back. I was like, oh, play in midfield. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, well, you don't really see that with Greek clubs, right? The whole like in inverted yep. runs, but. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up in a minute. All I want to say is that like, I'm super happy with where we are right now. Um, and it's, you know, you've got to kind of keep your feet on the ground and head looking at, you know, eyes looking at the stars. But there's there's some hard tests coming for the team. And, um, you know, it's, it will start with Ajax and then it's, it's Freiburg at home. So it's not going to be easy when we come back from the international break. So, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And there's two comments uh, that I want to touch on real quick because they they kind of go hand in hand with what I'm about to say. The first is from um, Chile's here. Um, you're absolutely right. And you can see that in the way they're fighting, right? You, you saw like Hesse, the, the, the times he was running back, sliding to get to the ball when, uh, when a La Mia player was coming forward with it. Uh, you also guys noticed in the, in the scouting report, I talked to you about how he anticipates a lot of the passes. In the 14th minute today, when La Mia, he, now Jesse was the one that gave the ball away, but La Mia was coming into our box, and you see him. He, the player's running down. I'm forgetting who was actually one of our players challenging him. It might have been Kini. But you see Jesse, look, he's running first in line with the La Mia player. But then you see him, the second the La Mia player starts to pick his head up, he knows he's going to be making the pass to the other guy that's running inside the penalty area, and he changes his run and intercepts the ball right away. That's the type of stuff I was talking about, and we saw that multiple times. Hesse is a high IQ player. He had a couple of giveaways today, but his defensive work was, uh, he's a silky touch, and he's, I think he's going to be a great player for us long term. But the, the psychology of the team, they fight for everything. When Kini got in front of the ball off of that corner kick to stop it from going in, um, uh, I forgot who was taking the shot, but Kini jumped in front of it and deflected it and prevented a goal from happening. Uh, the players fighting for balls, for the mo I'll say most of them, getting scrappy. We didn't see that at all last year. There was no fight in this team. Look at the fight that's on the team now. And going into that, you can see that with the team on our defensive side of the ball, in our press as well. Lakis Gavalas is here asking what our PPDA is this year. Our passes allowed per defensive action. It's a measure of our press compared to last season. Last season, we averaged 12 and a half. We allowed 12 and a half passes. That's not good. Before we made a defensive action. This year, including European competitions, we're averaging seven. Seven is really good, guys. Compared to 12 and a half. I mean, it's, I told you guys when we did the Diego Martinez analysis, I said our press is going to be a different beast this year. And that's what it is right now. It's incredible stuff. I, I completely agree on that. It's, it's, it looked like Gagan pressing. It looked like what Klopp does with Liverpool a lot of the time. I was just thinking to myself, they're losing the ball, pressing straight away. It's, yeah. 
it's you don't see that in Greece. Like everything, everything in Greece is played ten times slower than the rest of like the big leagues. So it's 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 amazing to to see that actually happen. Go everyone like working like dogs to try and get the go the the ball back. Yeah, it, it, it's something else. We haven't seen the press like this since 2019, 2020, Olympiacos under Pedro Martins. And that's yeah, the, the COVID truth. year. The one that that's, we could have, we would have beaten Wolves if COVID hadn't happened. That's, exactly. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's completely different. It's a completely different thing altogether. And we, it, I, I have a lot of high hopes. I mean, it, it can't go much better. Let's hope that the, the winner, the international break is the rest that we need so that things can continue. Um, and, there's a player I did want us to talk about a little bit. We kind of talked about him already. Um, our new left back, Francisco Ortega. Costa, uh, you kind of talked about him a little bit already um, and what you thought. But aside from the fact that he looked a little bit out of place, what did you think about his runs forward, his tendency to take the ball in? A lot different than what we've seen in that position in the past. Forget Keeney. It's just nice to see someone positive, I guess, uh, in a sense that it's really hard to judge, man, because it's his first game. We said he's not been in Greece for over a week. Uh, He travelled with the team to to Serbia. Um, I think that was a good move from from Martinez. He took a, I mean, Omar Richards went out as well. Uh, Binic, who wasn't even eligible to play i think he's gonna he's gonna need some time but um you saw like some flashes certainly like when he was trying to cut in with the ball and you know get get past the man i think he's clearly lacking some some confidence and just you know know how on the pitch didn't really see connections you know it's normal he seems a bit lost but there was that one action where he got forward, I think, with Fortunis and he made yeah. the cutback into the box. And um, like Fortunis didn't finish it. But it, it, it's early. It's early days. But I could see what you were talking about in the deep dive in terms of his um, ability moving up the pitch very fast. You can see that. Uh, when he when he knows when he knows where he's you know where his footing is and his positioning on the pitch and everybody else's, I think I think there's potential there for sure. But I also saw the the other side of it as well, which you talked about in terms of him being exposed in some games. But I don't want to say a lot more because it, it's just way too early to tell. Absolutely, Dimitri. What were your early thoughts on Ortega? I echo what Costa said. The first thing he said is actually, it's so nice seeing someone play positive uh, from that position. It's, um, again, Greek football is catching up and realising the importance of, of fullbacks and how important they are, how important they are in the attacking play. And it looked like we, we are playing like that. I mean, Rodney, the third goal was all him. He just went on a run. So it's not, so it's good to see that we're getting players like that, that want to play like that. And, and to push forward. And Ortega did it. It's it's there's nothing really different to say to her because Costa said it brilliantly. It's it's his first game. He hasn't been in Greece for a week. You can't expect too much of him. What we did see is is positive. 
Um, and it's like what I was saying earlier with, with the actual defense situation. It's still early days. Uh, so so it's all very like positive and 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 tharitiko. Like like everything is just gonna it's it's just gonna it seems like it's gonna work out in the way that we want it to. So that's what uh, Ortega is is giving us. Like it's it's beautiful. It's what you want right now at this stage. And I'm happy with him. And defensively, yeah, he was sometimes he was he looked like he wasn't in the correct position or wasn't a hundred percent in tune with what how the team was playing. But that's that's fine. It's 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 a start. It's, and it's it perfect. couldn't have been a better game for, for it, him it's to, to perfect for me too with our lack of real wingers, right? Uh we have all of these like inside attacking mids, inside wingers with Brinich really as our only out and out winger on the team. Having two extremely aggressive overlapping fullbacks like this gives us the width. Like imagine Rodinet has already been, in my opinion, um on, for the right side, a revelation since Omar Abdelawi. Now, imagine we have another guy on the left that can do that. So now both sides are going to have this width that we haven't been able to get. And it's because these are extremely aggressive fullbacks. Of course, the downside of that being, as you already mentioned, the exposure. But it's just really exciting to see. Uh, it's very, very awesome stuff. And a lot of great things that I think we can be excited about, especially going into the the European season. Um, we talked about Kini already. We talked about Mahdi. El Kabi. I want to hear your thoughts. Even He had a goal today, but I want to hear both of your thoughts on El Kabi today. There's a lot of discussion about striker. Still looking for a striker. Uh, Kotsis had talked about uh, Emmanuel Dennis being a, a difficult option from Nottingham Forest. Probably not happening. Um can we get through the season? Gosa, you and I have talked about this on a previous show too, but can we get through the season with El Kabi and El Arabi? Gosa, you start. No. <laughs> no, we can't. I completely agree. <laughs> but, that, but that's just mainly because... It's funny because at the beginning of the season when we were watching preseason friendlies and so on and so forth, we, we looked at El Arabi and El Arabi was scoring the first two friendlies, if I remember well. And we yeah. thought, you know, he looks in good shape and, you know, maybe he's got something to offer this year. But I think it's, I hate to say it, I think it's over, man. I think it's over for him. Um, at, certainly at a high level, I, I still think he can he can score some goals for us, of course. You, you don't lose that instinct that he has and the ability to finish. Yeah. But okay, let, let, turning to El Kabi, I think he had three shots today, three shots on target, and one goal at the end there. And it's great that he got that that goal. It's good for his confidence. Uh, he's going away with the Moroccan uh, national team now, and it was a really good finish, man. He buried it like into the corner. I think almost. I think what Fortuny's played a lovely ball, of course, and then I think he played one touch to get it out in front of him, and then he, you know placed it perfectly into the corner it was a really tidy finish i'm not convinced that he's our go-to number one option um now is it is it this mls character uh, Carranza? i've never watched him play i've seen some video um he's young uh ambitious 
never played in Europe. So he's he would need some time as well if that happens. But yeah, with El Arabi and El Kabi, just those two, I'm not sure. The good news is that we're getting goals from other other positions around the field. And I think, you know, we talked about Masuras, Biel, Fortunis, the interaction there and how they're playing behind the striker. Those players are going to be so important for creativity, for goals um, in this system that Martinez likes to play. So we need, we definitely need a striker. We definitely do need a striker. I think we can do better. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not at the moment. I'm not worried about our um, our creativity per se. Like we're creating chances, and I think that's that's really good to see. You think it was more than ten shots on goal every game this season, and fourteen goals in the last. 10, 10 days, I think was the the statistic I heard earlier. So, you know, that 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 says that says a lot. And I think three of those, three of those have come from El Kabi. I got trolled in my my DMs the other day. Uh and then again after the match today. Um because somebody thought I was a little too negative on El Kabi in my scouting report, telling everybody they'll be disappointed. Um, by calling him El Arabi 2.0. But do you understand what I was saying? Like, why? And and I tried to explain that. It's like, okay, yeah, he's got the goals. He'll And it doesn't take much to be, like, when you have an Olympiacos like this that has quality everywhere and is is making opportunities happen, like we've seen from uh, Olympiacos teams in the past, but, like, he's not that. El Arabi, when he was, we'll say prime El Arabi, was a different sauce great in build-up, could score from almost anywhere. Just a different proposition than what El Kabi is. And not that El, El Kabi is like, I'm not saying he's garbage, but it's just not that. I value El Kabi's hustle, but he's more like a Guerrero than an El Arabi 2.0. At least that's that's how I saw it in the scouting report. But I don't even know where to start with El Kabi. I've got so, <laughs> I've got so much on this. Um First of all, he looked so relieved when he scored. Uh, he honestly, like, he just, he looks like he's trying so hard to score that he's got all this pressure on him. He honestly, like, yeah, I think he just went, okay, I got my goal. Um, he didn't have many chances, but the two big chances that he had right at the end before the goal were, come on, they're both, they're both, they, he should score both. He should have had a hat trick. They're both sitters, like the header. He had about five miles of space from the defender. He should have buried that. Then the one-on-one, again, should have finished that. So I think when he did score, it was like, oh, thank God. But um, <laughs> I I agree. He's not – I agree with Costa. When he just said no, um, he's not enough personally. This is what this is what irritates me. He's 30 years old, first of all. So he's he's definitely not our number one. And he can't be our number one. Like, he's too old. No offense. Um, unless, unless you're like Ronaldo or Salah or Messi. Like, you can't have just been signed as, as the first striker at the age of 30. Uh, in my opinion. Um, and he, the style of play is just too, I don't think he offers anything that different to El Arabi. He, he's not given me super fast. He's not given me super skillful. He's just, you know, like the classic sort of center forward. Um, and El Arabi, I, 10, 20 minutes in a game, I reckon he could do 
he can grab the goals that El Kabi's chasing for 90 minutes. It's it's not it's not a massive upgrade. And like I'd rather I'd rather sign someone else and just keep El Arabi as our second option. Like the man knows what he's doing. He's been playing for Olympiacos for years now. The fans love him. He lo- clearly loves the club. And why not? Just keep him as a second option. I mean, obviously they're not gonna they can't get rid of El Kabi now. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that he's the only thing that I'm just watching going, oh, like he's just draining it out of me. Um, what Costa said about the three players behind him providing the goals like Biel, Fortunis, and Masuras is I think it's it's great. And but the reason for it is because of this the fullbacks playing so far forward. They're creating so much space by by opening opening the field, opening the pitch, um, that these guys can just cut inside and come in. That they don't need you don't need Biel or Fortunis or Masuras to be on the wings because you've got Kini or Tega or Rodine just running down the wings and playing the whole wing on their own. That the other guys just come inside and just play as extra strikers, which is why they're getting those goals, and which is why they're touching the ball a lot more than El Kabi is because. They're just better at controlling the ball. They're better at having it the faster, the silkier. So that's why they just have more chances than El Kabi. It's it's the, the system. The system doesn't suit him. The system doesn't suit a striker like that, in my opinion. It suits more a false nine, like a Bobby Firmino role, who 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 plays with a midfield and interlinks and is silky and is fast and can just sort of place it rather than someone who's an out and out striker waiting for the ball to come into him. So yeah, just I don't. I, I sound like I'm a, a bit a Debbie Downer, like that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't. I just don't see an upgrade. I don't see something that he's offering that this team needs personally. He's just a body for the press. That's 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 yeah. what he's offered us so far. Um, uh, and can I just been, go ahead, Costa. Can I just say, if it was a choice between Jovetic and El Kabi. I'll probably go with El Kabi. We have to look at it from the perspective of, okay, what's available on the market? How much money do we have to spend as well? If you want to bring in a, you know, a goal scorer, you have to pay. Yeah. And it was a tough market. If you look at it to find that kind of player, like you don't find an El Arabi that scores 34 goals in 32 matches in Qatar. You don't find that kind of player every day. And we were very lucky, astute, to pick him up three, four years ago, whenever it was. Um, but I think for what it is, like we needed to bring in a striker because there was no one. There was no one on the squad. Except for Augustine. Augustine didn't go to preseason because he was at AFCON under 23. Uh, Babis Costulas, there was talk about him, the 17 year old, getting into preseason. I think he got injured, like we've lost track of him. But for what it is, I think it's uh, it was a, a decent pickup. He will score goals. El Kabi will score goals for Olympiacos. Yeah. I have no doubt of that. You know what irritates me is um, some things that I saw on the pitch. So Dimitri said, in this kind of system, you want more of a false nine type player, a Bobby Firmino that will get the ball, turn and run into space. And there were moments today where El Kabi got the ball 
and he had space left, right, forward. And he didn't, he didn't go left. He didn't go right. He didn't go forward. He just kind of stood there and turned around and passed the ball and then made movement into the box. You would love to see a player that like gets the ball in those, in those kinds of positions in and around the box and has the ability to turn. And if he has space to start running into space. Yeah. That's not the type of player that El Kabi is. No. Um, so, so let, I, I don't know about this Carranza player and I don't know if it's going to be him that ends up being the striker or if we're going to sign a striker, uh, before the UEFA deadline. I think my position on this is really, it's it, good comment, good comment about Sol Bakken because I, I feel like. I don't want to bring in a striker after the after the UEFA deadline. No, I think we I we, we, we need them for the UEFA. <laughs> we need them yeah, for yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. if we're not, you, you and I in... could score. We could score in the Greek league. We don't need a striker for the Greek league. We but there is them. there is this kind of talk going around that we might even sign a player after the after the UEFA deadline. I just I don't really see the point. It's like all right, just just put BL in a false nine position, or you know stick Sol Barkin up there. Like he can play further forward. He's more of a second striker type profile anyway. Um, uh, Like I really, I really, really hope that we, we managed to bring in a player ahead of the deadline. And, you know, it's past midnight in Greece and I still can't, you know, nothing's, uh, nothing's been confirmed, but yeah, no, we, uh, I hope, I hope it's not the case. And, Costa, just uh, because uh, I do have to head out, guys, so I apologize for that, but you're in good hands here with both Costa and Dimitri. But the Salbakin comment, um, there's a couple of people that have asked about that. That's why I brought it up. And I've gotten a lot of questions. Watch a scouting report if you want to learn more about Solbakin. Um, but everyone keeps asking about that. Can he play as a striker? Can he play as a second striker? And he has played as a second striker. I wouldn't say he can play necessarily behind the striker, but off of the striker, he definitely can. Um, he definitely has the skill set for that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get utilized in a role like that once in a while. We've seen, we've already seen it with Masuras, and in a way, he has a lot of similarities to Masuras. Check out the scouting report. You'll see the data regarding that as well. Um, but before I sign off, I'll give you guys my man of the match and coaches grade a plus for Diego Martinez and Cosas Fortunis. Of course I have to give it to him 9.8 in some places. It doesn't get any better than that, but you guys have a good rest of the show and I'll be listening to you from afar. Cheers, Ari. Have a good one. See you later, Ari. All right. I what just... else is on? I just saw a comment uh, by Lagis Ravalas. My bet is, uh, my bet is, uh, Nottingham Forest low knee again, and um, <laughs> I really hope he's wrong. But I could see that happen. <laughs> I could see that happening if things get desperate. Just being like, you know what? Here's a loan from Nottingham Forest. Uh, Divo Carigi, mm-hmm. they just signed him from Milan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can if we can get him in from as a loan instead, but that that would be. That would be beautiful, but yeah, um, hopefully no no loans from Forest. I think it's that would be a bit provocative. Hang hang on, we've already bought in uh, two, three, four. Like there's talk about Kuyate as well going around. Uh, um, but I, I just want to bring up this comment as well. Same person, Lagis. 
says the fact that he still gives minutes to El Arabi instead of Al Ghassim or anyone for that matter makes me think they might not sign a striker at all. I think the fact that El Arabi didn't get any playing time today is a sign or should be a sign that we are going to bring in a striker. That, that That's my interpretation, at least. Um, yeah. Lucky. So we'll see. Um, I was I was actually thinking that I was like, okay, you've got you're up three 0 The game's over. Why are you not taking your currently your main striker off to make sure he's doesn't get an injury or he gets rest or whatever? But then I was thinking, oh, as the game goes on, maybe he wants him to just play and hopefully get that goal. Yeah, which he did. So it might not necessarily be a striker. They might just be like, right, I want him to stay on because I need him to score. And this is the perfect game for him to score because the later it gets, or 3-0 up, the easier it's going to get. Because, you know, like, if you're down 3-0, you're sort of like, your head goes down, you're like, oh, I just want the game to end. So that's what that's what Martinez might have been thinking. So hopefully, I'm, I'm seeing it more positive than you're optimistic. They are they are going to sign another striker, um, Dan. And that was just that was just because they wanted El Carbi to score. I agree. I think um, I think the reason, like you said, the reason they left him on, and they need to give him a full ninety. He's still acclimatizing. He's still getting to know his teammates. I think we we take all of this for for granted. Hang on, if you look at yeah. if you look at the team that played today, outfield minus minus Pascal Aguis, who are the players that were really starters last season? I mean, Masuras, Fortunis to an extent. And Retos and Doi, they were in and out, like Retos in particular. Yeah. He was out after the well, Aris game. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the game where everyone was like calling for his head. And yeah. now everyone's saying that he's uh Maldini. <laughs> um no, apart from apart from Pascalakis and Masuras, I wouldn't even say Fortunis, because Fortunis wasn't a, a constant throughout the whole season. Masuras and Pascalakis, that's it. So it is a completely different a completely different nine out of 11. I think um, they were saying out of the first six games that we've had this season and the first six games that we had last season, I remember I was listening to this on the commentary the, um, on Odea. They were saying, I think it's either like either one or three players that have played, that have stayed. It was quite staggering. I, I heard something that staggering, like Asuras, well. that's it. And I just went, yeah. what? It's that just revolving door syndrome that we have in Greek football where it's like, wow, everyone's good. It looks like Chelsea. I'm thinking to myself, this. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm like that. Just that just goes to show how bad it was last year that we've just gone. Do you know what? Like complete restart. Um, and that yeah, that was crazy. So yeah, I you got to you, we got to cut him some slack, Al Kabi, on that. That is, it's everything's completely different, and everyone is sort of gelling together. So it's not like he's coming to a team where like ten out of the eleven were all playing together, and they just tell him, "You do this, we'll find you." It's like everyone's finding each other still. So, yeah, I agree on that. For sure. Uh, what did you think about Brinich? He had a little cameo today as well. Um, if Themis says, this dude, Brinich is so fast. Wow. And Heze is like, who let the dogs out? <laughs> We're seeing the best version of Fortunis in his career. Uh, that's... Um, that, that, that's a that's a big statement. Let, let, let give it give it time. Give it time, Mithimi. But um Dimitri, what did you think of Brinich so far? Like two cameos we've seen him. Too early to tell, but what do you see? Um compare comparing him, for example, to Ortega, I think it's even though Ortega's only had one cameo, um, it's even 
less possible to make like to get an opinion of him uh yeah he's fast but i've everyone that has of all the new signings that we've signed and have played so far i i really hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass but he's the one that's made the least impression of me so far on me so far he's the most forgettable one which which I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this because there, there's a couple of comments raving about him. I just can't. It's it's far too. Well. I've honestly got no opinion. Like he's just so far down the list compared to everyone else on like my list of products and the people I've been watching and what I'm happy with. That it's just it could just go unnoticed. Uh, and um, I really hope that doesn't bite me in the ass. And or I actually hope it does, and he ends up being incredible for us. Uh, and um, he's like the best signing we've ever made. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Like apart from the speed, I I, I can't. It, he, he almost got an assist today. Yeah, and I mean it was <laughs> you know the game was over, but it's it's, it's the game was over after the, the first half. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, look, there's. Um... You can't make an assumption, I think, with no, with it's the, it's too early to tell. He needs but, to start to see. But the, the one thing I will say is that he's the only player that we have playing in that front three, but behind the striker, yeah. if you can call it a front three, let's not go there. Uh, he's the only one that likes to play on the t- on the touchline. Like yeah. He will likes to receive the ball or you know start his runs down the line, and as soon as he as soon as he gets the ball or as soon as the ball's in front of him, he can knock it forward and he'll run into space and he'll get into the box. Like he, he does have bags of pace and like the, 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 the setup that he had for Fortunis' shot that hit the post, you, you saw some of the quality there in a sense that, you know, he's, he's gone inside once he's gone inside twice and you're thinking, is he going to try and shoot? And he's got bodies in front of him. It's like, you know, it's not going to hit the target. It's going to get blocked. He made the pass, he made the right decision. So that's a better option. And that 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 says something to me. Like compared to if that was Agibu Camara, I know that would have been the wrong decision. And I, I gave Agibu lots of shit like previous seasons. Talented player. I always said like he needs to improve his decision making. It's like when he when he needs to shoot, he'll pass. And when he needs to pass, he'll shoot. And you know, we've only seen Brinich. 25 minutes maybe in two yeah. games and and today at least where he, he had a bit of bit more action he was involved you you saw that um th- that that was important for me like that that moment in the game where he made that decision i thought that's good yeah got to give him props for that but again it's Way that stage work. of the game it's at that stage in the game you're thinking Thank God he's making the right decisions. Uh, but I do agree on the on playing along the wing and playing on the touchline. Uh, it's healthy to see that. And it's great to have that because we've been lacking that a lot yeah. in the last few seasons. I feel like every every time I watch a game, everyone's like, Yeah. We need like a winger. And I'm like, yeah, you can't, you can't like, don't get me wrong, Fortunis is playing really, really well at the moment. But man, like he's he's fluid. He doesn't. He doesn't stick on the wing. You need some players that just do that sort of job where they like. They ju- you. Ju- you need some wingers that are just going to terrorize defenders. You need, you know, like the, the super pacey ones that just run up and down the wing and and get free kicks, attack for attack and a, a goal threat from that side rather than coming in behind. So I I do actually 
agree with you on that. And uh, that was an oversight on my part that we didn't that I didn't bring up because yeah, he he's given us something very different from that. So hopefully that is a big part that he's going to play a big part with that. Yeah, no, it's a good option to have. And he is the only player that we have that can do that, that has that ability. There was a lot of talk this week about Despadov. Um, uh, like, Bauk he, he, are even... for him, aren't they? Yeah, so he's going to sign for Bauk. Oh, so, that, so that's that's fully yeah. done now? That's happening. That's happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's signing for Bauk. Um I haven't seen Sol Bakken play a full 90 game, but I do yeah. I do happen to work for a Norwegian company. Uh, so um, the first thing I did when I knew we were signing him is talk to my colleagues from Norway and say, okay, tell me about this guy. And he's, he's not that kind of player. He's not the one that will stay on the touchline, you know? Yeah. He, he's very versatile in that sense. Sol Bakken will fit the system nicely. Um, I think he'll he can play BL's role he can play Masuras's role if one of them needs a rest like it's great that we have those options um, but but even Sol Barkin he's not the one that will wait on the touchline uh, he likes to get the ball into feet he likes to drive inside um, so so yeah that I think Birnic is going to be I think um very particular option. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see more. Like, I want to see more from Brunic. Do, do you think that it's it's a manager's, it's it's Martinez's and his staff's decision to be signing players like this, like Sobarkin, and playing so much with players like Masuras and Fortunis and Biel that are that fluid, can play any position behind the striker because they like playing with the wing backs and they don't need someone further along on the wing because they're, they're thinking to themselves, right, I've got a wing back who's just going to cover the whole wing and I don't need to have someone further up than him. I can just have someone cutting in inside. So do you think they're purposefully doing that maybe, signing those sort of, and playing those sort of players more? I think, well, b- before I answer that, I want to bring up this comment from uh, Chile. It says, Costa, uh, there are 65 votes in the poll and only 39 likes. Uh, best Catana likes... Yeah, guys, um, fifty more than 50 of you in here. Uh, take a moment, hit the like button, uh, smash it like we're going to smash Ayak in the next game, as somebody else said earlier in the chat. Uh, hopefully that, that will be the case. So, yeah, if you haven't done so already, guys, hit the like button. That really helps to help uh, spread the community, uh, sp- spread the word, red and white community, find more Olympiagos fans. So uh, please do that. doesn't cost you anything. Um, to answer your question, is there method to this uh, madness? I think if you look at Masuras's role and how he plays in the team compared to other years, he is very much playing inside, like fairly close to the striker. He's not starting. His starting position isn't out on the left. So... um, Because he plays better. Closer to the striker. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's where that's where he's you not get a winger. Out of him. Opinion, you don't yeah. you don't expect uh, like Masuras can can play a role when we're um, even when we're defending. Like his positioning is not out wide on the left to kind of cover the the wing backs. It's to to press. It's to press the the centre backs, and even that's different. So so yeah, I think it is intentional that we are looking for those kinds of profiles uh, and not. 
pure wingers. But, you know, we've had this conversation a few times, I think, uh, among members of the podcast in terms of like who, who do you actually think of like today in today's football, modern football? How many pure wingers are really out there now? Like pure wingers. Like, what, what, who, who's the like, okay, we all have a different mold for like the prototype winger. You know, mine's Ryan Giggs. Or Djordjevic, <laughs> like to bring it back to Olympiakos or I'm Galetti. thinking of Bayern, Iron Robin, Frank Ribery, those Bayern Munich days. <laughs> yeah, but even game. even those are different. Even those are different. Like Giggs was really like touchline, like played yeah. down the wing and Galetti as well. Like they, they played on the lines and they'd come inside, take a shot. But like Robin, Ribery, that's that's different. Um, but you see, like there's not really yeah. like pure wingers like back in the day. You yeah, because... Yeah, because I was gonna say, like even even like Salah and Mane when they had that front three at Liverpool, they they wow. like it's so interchangeable. Like Salah would end up being the striker half the time and cut behind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even even the world's greatest winger at the moment is not really necessarily a touchline winger who just hugs the touchline. So yeah, you're right. But again, I think it's because nowadays modern football relies so much more on the wing backs. And we are seeing that evolution where you have the defenders, you know, controlling the whole wing, um, which gives them the option to cut more inside. So I think I think it, it's got to do with that as well. That football's changing, like like every position sort of yeah. evolves and stuff. For sure. There's a nice comment here from Andreas Yoriopoulos. Says, hi guys, apart from centre forward, do you think we need extra solutions at centre back and defensive midfield like Kuyate and Biancone? I think he's a right back. Thoughts on Pedense to Saudi Arabia. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna take this? Uh I think that if I had to choose, was it between defensive midfield and centre back? I'd choose yeah. defensive midfield. Um centre back. We have options at the moment because everyone seems healthy. Uh, it's more of a Martinez figuring out who he wants in who he wants as his starting back four. Uh, whereas at the sort of number six position, no one is screaming out. I know people disliked a lot of people disliked Mukhalakis, but no one do we have who plays that position who's like um, a Koftis, like a someone who's just like right in front of the defenders and just is is predominantly a defensive minded midfielder so i think i'd rather if they did sort of go for something i'd rather go for that uh right back not necessarily because again we saw kinney today left back right back and rodney i mean <laughs> rodney all <laughs> that he's just again he just he can just play the whole wing like that third goal was literally just him going do you know what i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna attack Whisked it, whisked it in, on goal, scored. Basically, like you, you won that sort of right back. So I don't think we need another right back. And then you've got also the options of Rusai. Again, that's that's another option, right back, left back. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think, yeah, I'd say uh, CDM is probably if we had to go for something uh, outside of a striker is where I I personally want us to look at. I'm not fully convinced by Alexandropoulos. Yeah, he's not to me. He's not. Um, he, I think. I think there's something missing in, I mean, in midfield twice today. The minute, the minute he came on, like that knee yeah, goal. yeah, the, the, twice in like a minute, lost the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah right he right in front of the defenders. 
I, I think he's he's better suited in a more advanced role, and I don't. I think he should be playing closer to the closer to the circle, um, not yeah. not being the first one to pick up the ball as a six and start you know start the possession and build up. Uh, and that's how he got caught twice today. I think he got the ball outside the box. He received. He tried to. He tried to run into space, and he got tackled by that big, big fella uh, that they had out on the left with the blonde ponytail, uh, the Lithuanian guy. But uh, centre back, I've talked about before, uh, and we, we touched on it again earlier today. Besides Retos, is that Freira Retos partnership the one? It's it's too. I feel like it's a bit late now. We have there's Doi, there's uh, there's there's Frieda, there's Perosa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know not what? part of the team, but there is. She says is an option. Do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned it because what do you do if push comes to shove and you need an extra option? Do you bring him back into the fold? Like they've really personally... like they've they've really marginalised him. Yeah. I don't I think he liked him <laughs> when he when he played. Um, yeah. he, he... It's like when he when he had his head screwed on. Yeah, and he was that. concentrate like he was concentrating. That there, there were times where he was one of our best one of our best players. Like we know this is a player that we could have sold for above fifteen million, and now we can't even get more than two and a half. Yeah. Uh, okay, like it's a, a player that we've mismanaged. Uh, he's made some mistakes along the line uh, along the way too, no doubt, but. But yeah, uh, we didn't like the, the transfer window is is shut for all the major markets. No one's come in with a with a bid that was deemed satisfactory by the club. So what do you do? Like, do you just keep him there training with the bulldozers and you know Pierre Kunde and Lazar Radejevic? Oh or my do god, you... I forget about Kunde. Yeah. Wow. Yeah these 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 guys are still wow, training at Eddie alone. Wouldn't it be better if you activate him? I, it's too late to sign a centre back, and honestly, like this rumor about Biancone from uh, from Forest, no, thank you, no, thank you. He's a player that he can play centre back and he can play right back, but no, thank you. He didn't play last season. I think he played a single match, maybe a cup game. No, no, thanks. I'd rather have Doy. I'd rather have Doy. Yeah, Greek young knows the team. It's fine. I'm. I'm okay. I have my issues with him as well, but but yeah, you don't. That's a waste. And I, t- to be provocative, like to bring in another player from from Forest, is just, no, 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 no. I'm good. Um, and a lot of you are asking about Pedenzo. I don't think so, guys. Uh, I I had a feeling because he was still available that something might happen. Um, I don't think he's the player a lot of us really remember either um but i can't i can't i can't see it i can't see it um but as long as he's still available and the market's still open for for greece then anything can happen but my you know if i were to give it one to a hundred percentage like is this going to happen or not i'd probably be about 10 percent for pedence guys um do you know what these these returns of players that, you, that you've had before and then they go to like a bigger team and then well not a bigger team but a bigger league and they come back very rarely work you know like like unless it's it's after like 
six months or something, unless it's something quick. Um, like for example, I remember Miralas, for example, uh, stuff like that, that. That I'm just, I'm just, I really don't think it's going to work if he comes back, honestly, and it will just tarnish our memory of him. Because, uh, because I looking back, I thought he was he, when he played for us, he was incredible. He was excellent. Fully deserved that transfer to Wolves. Uh, fully deserved the money that they paid for him. So if he signed for us now and was a bit, mm, then it could just mess about with with the memory of him. So mm -mm. no, thank you. Uh, I'm with you on that. And um, <laughs> Yorgos Murzanos is saying Red Star Belgrade are interested in, in Huang. Now, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I'm actually going to... like. Wh what are your thoughts on the Huang situation, uh, Dimitri? And do, like, let, let me put it to you this way, and I'm going to put a poll out. I'm going to put a poll out because... The man of the match poll is, is just ridiculous. I mean, uh, Fortuna is clearly clearly man of the match for every uh, not everyone. Ninety one percent of you saying Fortuna is eight percent, Masuras one percent, El Kabi. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I never I, did that. Funny guy. <laughs> no, but I, I, maybe it's someone from Morocco. There were a couple of people from Morocco that were watching the show uh, the other week, but. I was thinking about the Huang situation and, and during the game today, I was just thinking about Camara, like I said earlier, like he, you know, he doesn't play fully focused, particularly in the Greek league, like in these kinds of games. Um, Cause you know, who would you bring in? Who would you bring in to replace him? And like, okay, I, you know, all of us had a thing for Huang last season in particular, a very good player. It reminds me a little bit of Zahovic when we signed Zlatko Zahovic late 90s and he had that incident with Bigon and then he was out the team for months and then he came back then he came back is there a way back for for Inbong Huang is there a way back I'm going to put a poll like if if you could take Inbong Huang back would you take him back yes or no I'm going to put a poll out on the channel now but I want your thoughts on that that's two different questions um, if I want him back, and is there a way back? If I want him back, 100% yes, 150% yes. Um, that game against Apollon last year in the Europa League qualifiers, was that last year against Apollon? I think that was last year. My God, my God, was he beautiful. Like, oh, I've never seen, I've never seen a team be that bad, but one player be so good that he carries the team. Like, it's like, it was like watching Suarez with Liverpool in like 2014, where he nearly got nearly won the league single-handedly. Well, not single-handedly, but pretty much. Uh, my dad's not a big football fan, but we were in Piraas and we actually went to watch the game. And he just goes, this guy is incredible. And and he really doesn't know. And I, I remember, I honestly look back at that game. One of the best games I've ever seen someone play in an Olympiacos shirt. Like, it was incredible. So would I have him back? I'd have him back in a heartbeat because last year he was great. Don't know, like, what the hell happened? Because his personality seemed, he he seemed like he had his head on, like, straight. Like, he seemed like he was great mindset. So I don't know what the hell happened there for him to just get unscrewed. Um, now, is there a way back? The only reason I would say there is a way back is tied into my first answer, which is how bloody good he is. He is really good. He's a great player. So that's the only reason why I'd say yes, there is a way back. If you're a bit if you're a bit crap and you've you've got issues and this 
better players out there that are better than you, not just signings, but in the team too, then you're gone, mate. Simple as that. You're gone. You're replaceable. But Huang currently is, is not really replaceable. Like we don't have players that, that are so much better than him. He is, he could get into that team right now and play well and, and, and give us something. So that's, that's his only way back, in my opinion. His quality, his skill. I don't know what the answer really is to that question. The you know, is there a way back? The only people that know that are the people at the club. Uh, and but... yes, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yes, Callum, I do play him over Maddie and Heze. I play him over. I pro probably play him over anyone apart from Fortunis at this moment in time. Sorry. I mean, there, there's a question about like usage, uh, and I think. You know, there would be a system in which him, Madi Kamara, and Heza would fit in the same same formation, like three three in the midfield. And I I have to admit, like during preseason, I was actually really looking forward to that, like to see him and Madi playing in midfield together. And I don't think it ever happened. Maybe a little bit against Rangers, um, possibly or, or Norwich. Uh, pardon me. But um, so interestingly. 50, 52% of those that have voted say that you would take him back. 54 now. Keep voting because I think this is a really, really interesting one. For those of you that aren't on YouTube, like head over to YouTube. You can take part in the poll. Would you take him on Huang back? Uh, that's I think that's a really interesting question. It's completely hypothetical, of course. Like there's nothing, nothing we know. And you know, you said something about his character and all of this. And I met him. Uh, after the Banathanagos game, and we we talked for a little bit. Again, like, see, he seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, like his demeanor on the pitch, everything. Like you know, some of his comments as well. Like he 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 apologized to the fans when nobody else apologized about the way we played last season, and you know, not not meeting our objectives, not playing according to expectations, and you just. You know the love that this player had from from the fan base, uh, and as you said, I think he was he was a shining light in what was otherwise a really dark season for us um, last season. And the only explanation I have for it is that you know some agents got got to him or got inside his head, uh, or it's or it's outside his control. I don't. I I quite. I really don't know. Um, would I take him back? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and again, you're right. It's two questions, and I would take him back. But is it possible? Like, can it happen? I don't know. Um, does he fit? Third question. Does he fit in the team? Is there space for him? Yes, definitely. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah. Keep keep voting on that. I don't know if there are any more more comments in here. The, one one comment killed me. Um... Wait, he said someone said like he's gonna he's gonna basically say ten Hail Marys and everything will be good. Mate, like, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna have to beg like get into the pitch and give him like a, a massive megaphone, have have Karaskagis filled out with thirty three thousand fans and make him apologize and tell him to tell everyone how much he loves on the piano. Make him sing the um, the himno and then it's all good. <laughs> literally that yeah oh this is interesting i didn't uh nico scotty said mega 
that tomorrow the new Senate forward will be in Greece. I didn't catch that. Um, and can you can you can you elaborate? Like, can somebody can somebody corroborate this? Because that's that's pretty big news. Uh, if he if he did say that that the new centre forward will be in Greece tomorrow, and if and if they know he's going to be in Greece, why the fuck don't they just tell us who it is for God's sake? Like, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I I I haven't heard anything like that. So, um, well, my namesake has just commented that apparently Carranza's on his way to Greece from Philly. I I. No idea. What's this? Uh, Yorgos is saying that uh, MLS, uh, Philadelphia Union rejected a second bid for Carranza, but Cotti said a striker is coming tomorrow. The name of whom is unknown. Well, it's not going to be Emmanuel Dennis then. Um, that, is it Emmanuel Dennis, that guy that used to play, that played for Watford that about yeah. a few years ago yeah, 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 yeah. lit it up? And oh, I remember having him on football. <laughs> he was great. He had he had about five weeks where everyone just went, "Oh my god, we need to sign this guy because he's killing yeah. it. He's cheap." He's sort of fallen off the face of the earth, hasn't he? I've, yeah, I completely I, forgot about him. I think he scored he scored four or five goals for Forest last season, but uh, in general, I don't see how he really fits with us. Like he he certainly can't play alone up top. I think yeah. he's the kind of player that would fit really well in a system with two up front. So because he pl- he played alongside King, right? Yeah, because Watford played I think, two up I think, front. I think they played yeah two up front. Him and King. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I thought it was. You're right. Um, You're right. Um, but, but again, I don't think he plays alongside a striker like El Carbi or El Arabi that are like you know bigger, slower sort of goldzidas. Like he plays alongside someone who's his sort of stature, like fast, nimble. Uh, I think rather yeah, than... I, I think I think he could work in a little and large like Mitroglou Saviola back in oh. the day. Um, <laughs> that oh, worked, that, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was... So, I, I, don't, I, I don't think the Emmanuel Dennis thing is happening though, to, to be honest. Uh, uh, here's a, another one. Huang, if Huang makes a public apology, then we should have him back. No one is bigger than the club. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great player, but no one's bigger than the club. Uh, this was the comment you, you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's funny, but like, I'm, I'm like, if if a player is is good enough, then that it really it really should be like considered. It's as simple as that, and 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 it's like. I don't know, like one of these things that I remember or I always remember is Klopp getting rid of Sacco because he was he was late to Liverpool's preseason flight. Mm-hmm. He was joking about in one of the interviews where Klopp was saying something and he sort of, Sacco thought it was banter, but Klopp was just like not having it. And he just got rid of him. Just literally just went, you know what, you're gone. But Liverpool did have, like Sacco was not Maldini. And I know someone commented, I think it was again my namesake, commenting, Huang is not messy, they made it relax. But I mean, for, 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 for when, again, we're not Barcelona, we're not PSG. We're be like, like, Huang is a great player for our level. I'm not saying he's. Particularly he's, last, season, last year's yeah. team as well. But, but it, like, yeah. yeah, he was a shining light. I mean, I don't know if, because we're playing better this year, if he's not going to seem that much better. But yeah, he's, I, yeah. 
it's as simple as that. Bring him, bring him back. If if he if he apologizes and 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 he mends the relationship, then yeah, bring him back. He's good enough. Yeah, Nick uh, Hempill, Forest fan. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Has the bridge been burnt? I think he pretty much kind of burnt that bridge himself, or him or his agent. Like we don't know exactly. That's the what's thing. Happened. We don't know. That's yeah. that's but the most annoying thing. God, none of us were the there. Agents. None of us were there, so we can't know a hundred percent for sure. Um, th- there were some rumors, some things that we heard that. And, and this is speculation. There were rumours, things that we heard, that the club promised him to let him go if he bought in a specific bid, which was said to be around eight million. Uh, the story goes that he bought the bid in, and they the club rejected it and asked for more. Uh, did maybe that annoyed the player? Uh, it contributed to his stance, but it. It, you're a professional footballer, mate. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, there's you know the situation around his contract is a bit hazy because he was playing for a Russian club before. Like this whole story about is it is it a three year contract which is one plus two or two plus one? Seems it is one plus two. Um, legal teams are looking into that, but you don't you don't turn around the day before your opener against Genk in the Europa League and say. I'm off to Korea. You don't do that. And that's what that's what we know. That's what we know. That's all we know. That apparently he turned up to speak to Martinez before training and said, I'm off. You don't do that. So he, you know, if that's the case, then he burnt that bridge down himself with a with a goddamn like rocket launcher. I agree with that latest comment from Delta. I hope at least whatever the outcome will be that we will find out what happened. I'm really, yeah, because I'm really curious. I really want to know what actually like legit what happened because it's quite secretive and it doesn't tend to be this secretive, especially especially if a player is really, really, really messed up. The clubs just sort of go, well, yeah, they did this, this and this. That's why they're off. So it is, I want to know. I'm really curious. Hopefully we'll find out. On the striker situation, Stefanos Drus says, I believe what Cotis insinuated is that there is more than one option on the table. It's going to be a long night. I hope this doesn't mean we get some garbage reject from Forest. Because um, the, 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 the constant joke from the Forest fans is Harry Arter. Like, we'll give you Harry Arter. But he, he, he's still at Forest. I think he's still at Forest playing for the B team. I don't know. Oh, Oh, oh God. God, yeah, there's Alfredo Morelos. Um... Someone actually said that Alfredo Morelos, that's that's who's uh, coming because his transfer to Fener uh, yeah. fell through. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Great striker, but he's, he's actually, he got, he gives me like Suarez vibes, but just not as good. Not, not, not even, not even his black, he doesn't even have sort of his, the pinky quality of Suarez, like, but he's got the issues as far as um, really good striker, but I don't know if I want that in the team. So we actually have a friend that is a Rangers fan. Um, I think he's actually on their scouting team now as well. I asked him about Morelos because I, I remember Morelos had a really, really good season or a couple of good seasons at Rangers. 
Like I think the the season they went far in Europe as well. Like he was banging goals in all the time, and then I think you know he he was looking for something more. Like he wanted a bigger contract. That all got to his head, and the fact that the fact that it's the third of September and he's still a free agent that doesn't speaks volumes. Yeah, exactly. So that that to me Hazard speaks volumes. That to me is a bit of a like an alarm, like alarm bells are going off for me. Um, no doubt the talent and the ability. Uh, is he going to come in and, you know, has he been training? What's his fitness like? How long is it going to take for him? And, okay, we don't know if it's Alfredo Morelos, but Alfredo Morelos is, is a free agent. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. Like, I would not be surprised. If that were the one that we end up with, uh, he's South American. It's obviously, like easy, easy for him to come in with a Spanish manager. Um, he does fit a little bit that mold of striker that that Martinez likes. Yeah, uh, can play back to goal. Like he's yeah. quite fast. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Da, 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 da. Oh God! Mike Scob says Nikola Kopolos again on Sport FM said Jovetic's name. Really, a thirty-year-old striker, a thirty-seven-year-old striker, and a thirty-three-year-old striker with an injury history as long as my whatever. Uh, he was injured twice last season. Jovetic is just a name signing, in my opinion. It's just his name. That's, that's all that's left, isn't it? That's all that's left. You don't, you don't, I, I, you don't, you don't, if you want a proper uh, Borea in Europe, how do we say Borea? A, like, good, a good season in Europe, basically, like yeah. the Europa League and go far. You, you don't, you don't sign Jovetic at this, at this stage of your, of his career, in my opinion. Like, you can't. Yeah, it's what you said. I'd rather have El Carbi at the start, uh, to start over him, personally. <laughs> Same as what you said. Uh, agreed. Like I'm really like, he's too old. If, he's too injured. Yeah, it's like if it's if we if, if we <laughs> this is a funny comment. Someone on Twitter's written. Um, <laughs> an extreme comment so just to translate so Jovetic is um he he's um spent he's spent basically yeah he he's spent he'll be Gary Rodriguez's um replacement he's going to be injured all the time and MNEK my god oh Jovetic the the Nelson Valdez of 2023 oh my god <laughs> do you remember Nelson Valdez oh my oh. god these some of these players that I just honestly forgot forgotten oh like, god oh god it's yeah Jovetic's name all of a sudden it's uh it's breaking yeah 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 uh yeah so this is from sportow.gr verveles oh, let me see what my Twitter says Jovetic everywhere yeah uh that's disappointing. That's quite disappointing. <laughs> uh, comment here on Twitter. 
I don't know how Buchalakis is getting involved in this again, the poor man. Δεν με ενοχλεί ο Γιώβετιτς. Με ενοχλεί που παίρνουμε παίχτη που άφησε ελεύθερο η ομάδα που θεώρησε τον Μπουχαλάκη καλό παίχτη για να τον πάρει μετά χαστό. This man is catching strays left, right and center and I feel bad because I really don't think Μπουχαλάκης deserves this. But someone said on Twitter, George Kata, I'm actually going to give him credit for this because this is funny. Um, I don't have an issue with Jovetic. What I have an issue with is that we're signing a player who was whose contract ran out and wasn't re-signed by a team that thought that Bukhalakis was actually a good enough player to sign him. So <laughs> Bukhalakis is getting shot on, <laughs> even when he's, it's got nothing to do with him. Um, yeah, okay. Let's let's see what happens. Um, uh, this, I mean, guys, this, if we this is him, breaking then, now. Yeah. Is it? I really hope that if we sign him, then he makes us eat our words and that. We're I mean, just... mate, if he's, uh, you know, Vervelez is writing this. So, uh, yeah, he knows something. Pali, Panoji, Americani, Yakaranza. The Americans said no. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, God. God. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not particularly happy with that. To be honest with you, if that's what we're going to be getting, that means that means El Carbi is going to be our first choice striker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's what Mike Mike's saying. Uh, Mike Scobb saying this. We just signed someone to sign someone. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. How much? Might, also, the thing is, his name means he he's requiring a big a big like contract he's getting paid he's going to be getting paid a significant amount they're not picking him up for, for cheap because because of who he was because of the yeah. player that he was so uh, i'd be really surprised that he's coming to greece to play for olympiacos for cheap I'd, so i'm surprised I, I, that if they're spending a lot of money on him i mean look mate it's the third of september it's not like anybody else was really banging the door to to bring him in He's 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 left there in the free agency. Surely and, he could sign somewhere in like Asia, like Saudi Arabia, America, something like that. I'm if getting messages now money. from people. Uh, disappointing. Yeah, what a waste! This disappointing. I. I mean, uh, you know, maybe he proves us wrong. I don't know. But a player that was injured, like had two, you know, two long injuries last season and, you know, got relegated, you know, maybe you know, Herta, Herta Berlin had that other player, Luca Baggio, um, the, the Belgian winger that we were looking at at the, you know, last season. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But, you know, somebody said to us, Somebody, somebody said to us recently that we're not ready to give the kind of money for that proper striker, and you know, unfortunately, we haven't managed, and we're going for we're going for Jovetic now. It seems. And um, yeah, this comment. Jacobo says that he's pali grinja. Yeah, do you ask us how many now? Or as an And then we're going to have a green yellow, and we're going to have a blue Like it's basically, in long long story short, what he's saying is signing someone like this 
is what gets the fans annoyed and the fans are going to be complaining and you don't want that sort of energy you don't want to be complaining towards the club especially when our results are really good at the moment and everything yeah like you couldn't have asked for a better start to the season really like literally perfect start yeah. to the season maybe maybe less of a heart attack that. against genk maybe that game against genk in belgium maybe would have had the goal a little bit sooner so that we didn't have about 50 xanax <laughs> um but apart from that it's been a great start so you don't want to be complaining and now we are complaining even though the po like today the show started so positively we're raving and now it's finishing with us sort of going oh crap why are we signing Jovetic basically yeah I mean I wouldn't go this far Nolan Linda Fox Samata and Spora are better than Jovetic I'm not sure about that <laughs> uh I, I I I don't know you always you always have to judge everyone for what they what they show you on the pitch um no uh ggs were we ever did we ever have a chance to sign rafa mir i don't I, I don't know but difficult very very difficult lagis <laughs> gavalas is saying they're leaking it on purpose so that people don't don't complain with dennis i mean it, I, I, do you know what it's worked because i wouldn't complain with dennis if we're not signing dennis instead of jovetic i wouldn't complain so you might be right mate <laughs> Uh, I feel like like Jovetic hasn't been a like a real football player for so many years. He's just yeah. like a journeyman that's been going around and around. I can't remember like where he really made his name. Was it Fiorentina? It was Fiorentina, and then City signed him. And Bravo! They paid they paid so much money. So I think sort of City signed him in twenty. 13 then he went to and he, inter and he, and he stayed with them for three seasons but one of them was alone at inter i personally remember him yeah. at inter like city yeah. didn't really stick for him i think yeah like fiorentina and inter the two teams that sort of when i think of him this is what i think of because city was just one of those signings where they just signed him for signing him and then never really sort of took off with them. yeah and then after inter did he go to monaco before going yeah. to Hertha? yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah so it's yeah, I mean they're they're big clubs, big clubs. He's got big name. Um, theoretically, out of all the signings that we've made this season, he's got the biggest name, the biggest like past. But yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we got a donation, ten euros from from Stefano Driss. Thank you, mate. Thanks for the donation. Much appreciated. <laughs> Feeling depressed about signing Jovetic, become a Gate 7 international patron and you'll feel better in no time. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for the shout out. Um, if the signing gets that... announced, <laughs> we, should, yeah, we should have yeah. that. We'd have that like a banner <laughs> on, on, on like the, the announcement of the signing. But, but, but you know, j jokes aside, um, if you do become a, pat uh, a patron uh, for Gate 7 international, you you will get early access to uh, his data uh, comparison graphs that we do um, early access to the deep dive scout report before it goes live on on YouTube as well. So you can head over to patreon.com slash gate seven seven the number gate seven international if you'd like to to go and support us there as well, guys. Um, feel free and and Stefano, thanks very much for this contribution as well my friend uh, it's weird because what's this people are coming with the jokes now the meal cordon was cooking was expired who's telling him 
it's true like up until now this is the 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 first i feel like it's the first signing for me where i'm actually like oh for fuck's sake but i'm i'm where i'm where i'm just kind of like nah it's not it's not it's it's not the kind of signing that that we've made this season so far, like, this, yeah, this it's season. the name you know like but i mean it's it's what it's what um nolan's saying at least james uh, james and marcelo were big names i mean don't get me wrong Jovetic is a big name we literally just talked about his pedigree like he's got big teams in his cv don't get me wrong however he is not the name he's not Marcelo at least Marcelo was like great propaganda for the club like he ended up everywhere people that never heard of Olympiacos heard about him because of that like do you know what I mean like yeah everything else was shit but this isn't <laughs> this isn't the name he is a name it's not the name so yeah oh for god's sake it really is happening like it's breaking everywhere oh, for god's sake all right well whatever Stefan Jovetic, welcome to Olympiacos. You heard it here on Gate 7 International. I'm not, <laughs> from the tone of my voice, you, you can hear I'm not super excited, but but if anything, you're bringing in a player. If I'm, if there's any positive spin that I can try and put on this, is you're, you're bringing in a, a player that has bags of experience, that has played in the top leagues in Europe. Um, yeah, in Italy, in France, in Germany, in England... And he's coming to play in Greece now. So you just pray, hope pray to not... God he stays healthy. Yeah, exactly. You just you just hope he's not completely crocked and that he has something yeah. to offer because like no doubt, like this is a like a player with quality. He's just not has been, but he's probably he's part he's way past his he's best. Way he's way past his best. There's no resale value. Um hopefully okay. we get something out of him, as simple as that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's hopefully, it. Hopefully, hopefully he is. He stays healthy, bags a couple of goals. Hopefully, he's a good presence in the in the changing rooms with with that experience that you said, like playing in the top leagues, playing yeah. the best leagues, really. Well, you know, Serie, the Prem, and uh, Bundesliga, League One. The only one he hasn't played is La Liga, so he's played in four of the five top leagues in Europe. Yeah, what are Champions we going to do when? Yeah, El Kabi will go to Afcon. Um, sign someone in January. Huh. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, yeah. Well, the issue is <laughs> probably we'll buy a good striker next year. That's why we sign Jovetic now. They wait until his two million contract expires. I think they wait until his. Are you referring to El Arabi? Because yeah, that that's that's something that just you know is. Um, it's like a weight that we're carrying from last season, that decision to, to renew him with that, that big contract. Um, and there were offers from Morocco. We can confirm that, but um, Youssef didn't want to leave. And if I were him, I probably wouldn't want to leave either. I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, like, do a poll. Do you want Jovetic or none? <laughs> and none is going to win, says uh, says Jorgos. How's that poll going, by the way? We've had... Okay, so the would you take Huang back poll has turned to a, to a no from those of you that have, that have voted. I'm going to end that poll. 
at least Hammers and Marcelo. So don't, don't start with Hammers and Marcelo again, for God's bring, sake. Bring back Mitroglu from his retirement. Let's see that. <laughs> Hope if, I hope he fails his medical. I'd rather sign no one. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has to pass his medical, but... <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I mean... No, the comments are having fun now. Do you think we might end up seeing um, Biel at the false nine if Okabe doesn't perform? Jovetic gets injured in a week. Uh, El Arabi can't play longer than 20 minutes. And then we see Masura so Biel at the nine, force nine. We haven't seen it all all summer, barring yeah. maybe half an hour or less. Less, I think, in in the Norwich friendly. Um, and I asked I asked the coach a question about this when I was at the Genk game. So I asked him at the press conference, like, "What's your?" You know, where do you like where does this idea come from? Like playing Masuras as a striker, yeah, because he took uh, like he played Masuras as a striker in some of the friendlies and he did it against uh, he did it against Genk as well at home. And he, you know, the way he basically explained it was just you know the way that Masuras presses that he, he gives everything and like, the energy that he brings like to the front line when he puts him there. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, mate. Now we have to wait and see. Uh, I mean, first, first of all, it's it's past midnight here. Um, <laughs> and I know you have to go as well, and I should probably start. It's like one a.m. for you, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ten past midnight. I'm not in Greece, but it oh, is, okay. I was going to say it's yeah. one. Yeah, it is one in Greece. So I think maybe yeah. this is a good time to. On a high note, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not be let's not be brought down. Like we'll yeah. judge we'll judge Jovetic on the pitch, on the pitch. like anybody else. Or on the hospital. Who knows? Hopefully not. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks. Um thank you for watching tonight, guys. Thanks for thanks for joining in. And uh like we said earlier, it's been it, it is a perfect start to the season. So far, three and three in the Greek League. We're sitting sitting at the top uh into the Europa League. We didn't talk about the the draw even today, didn't we? Oh. Like we maybe maybe let's let's leave that for for another time. Uh um, we're winning the whole thing, mate. We're gonna win the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening, it's happening. Yeah, but yeah, like and subscribe, guys. If you haven't done so already, hit the like button just before we're, you know, it's uh, it's it's past midnight. We've been going for nearly two hours. Good show. Hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. There's obviously going to be another deep dive coming on, on Stefan Jovetic, it looks like. So Ari, uh, good luck with that, mate. And uh, Dimitri, anything to add before we sign off? Uh, thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, what? Well, <laughs> so <laughs> someone commented. I can't believe this was a let me out of you. Now we've ended up on on Jovetic. But yeah, no. Um, it's literally what you just said. It's all very positive. The, the football we're playing is great. I honestly think these few couple of games that we played, what uh, three in the league and four in the four in Europe, seven games have been all seven have been better than anything we saw last season. So it's I'm happy. And hopefully, hopefully you're all happy and it just the positivity continues and uh, we have a great season, really. So just 
you know, like a stepping stone to carry on doing really well. Ali, let's end it there. Yeah. We're Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. We'll see you again next time. Oh, 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 oh,